Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What do you think about Trump's airstrike on Syria? Did he do the right thing? Is he being played? Was he snowing us all along? The Monica Perez Show starts now. Always put the interests of the American people and American security above all else. Has to be first. Has to be. That will be the foundation of every single decision that I will make. America. America first will be the major and overriding theme of my administration. That was President Trump, April 2016, and his big foreign policy speech on the campaign trail. And I think a lot of the comments he made last year led me and a lot of other people to believe that uh, the days of intervention might be behind us. So I'm going to play some of those clips for you. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. There is so much to talk about this week because President Trump did order and the military executed an airstrike on Syria. Tomahawk missiles, about 59 or 60 of them, were shot uh, onto an airfield that we are told was where President Assad of Syria launched a chemical weapons attack against his own people. There's a lot, what I just said, all of that in a nutshell, will, uh, our conversation about that will take this entire afternoon. Our whole three hours is going to be unpacking that. I want to know what you think about it. What do you think? Are you happy with Trump about this? Are you still giving him the benefit of the doubt? I want to get into that conversation. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I also want to read some tweets at Monica Perez Show. But uh, there there were other things going on. I realize that that is going to take our entire show. But I feel like the I-85 collapse, I, I really like to talk about local stories. And that one is actually a local story that went national for sure. And last week we talked about it a little bit. Binkley, my producer here, was down the rabbit hole on that one. I was reserving judgment. But we did a podcast. We do a podcast called The Propaganda Report. You can find that at PropagandaReportDaily.com. And we did an episode, episode 36 this week, where Binkley uncovered some clips that uh, really blew my mind about. It was Governor Deal uh, having a press conference earlier in the week before the collapse about about (laughs) drills in Georgia that included things like that, highway and uh, uh, collapse. I I can't remember... uh, all the details, but Binkley, what you played for me on the air on that podcast blew my mind, and people really responded to that. What do you, why do you think like people went crazy for that podcast? It was just interesting that they had 
A press conference about a multi-agency emergency response exercise involving collapse structures three days before a giant collapse structure. That was weird. And then the after that, he had a, a press conference deal where he said, well, you know, this let's just make lemonade that we're going to do a lot of stuff we wanted to do. And uh, we really never could get done before. You yeah. know, it's like. Uh, that sounds kind of... Sometimes an emergency can accomplish things that a politician cannot. <laughs> Something like that. But I urge people, I, I wanted to get to that today, play some of those clips, but we're, really the Syria airstrike is so monumental, so significant, that I don't want to take the time to do that. But if you want to hear it, tell people how to get to uh, to all of our podcasts. Go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and on the right, you'll see a little iTunes Apple icon, and you'll see a Google Play icon. You can click on those two and subscribe to us on either one of those platforms. And we're getting yes. censored on YouTube hardcore, <laughs> so we need you to sign up, and we need you to give us some positive ratings. Well, this is pretty explosive and exclusive material, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yes, positive ratings would be good. It's not like we've been... Uh, <laughs> I don't think it really benefits us except for to encourage us to do more. It makes I us feel that. good. Yes, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel because we get a lot of negative, you know, especially like on a day like today, I'll probably get uh, a lot of calls from people who uh, disagree with me. So it's nice to know that there are people out there who do agree with me. And uh, let's, let's get the conversation started on the Syria attack. Last week, we were told that Bashar al-Assad, the president of Syria, dropped chemical weapons on his own people, killing innocent women, men, and children. And this week, Trump, in an emotional speech, announced that he commanded the military to shoot and ended up, I think, being 59 Tomahawk missiles at the airbase where Assad supposedly launched these chemical weapons. But this is a very serious situation. So I don't think it's being... Certainly, there's like no debate in D.C. or even on the media about uh, the principles, the moral principles, the legal principles, uh, the facts here. It's it, people are assuming that they know the facts. And uh, I, I think a lot of the actual facts and, you know, legal matters, policy matters, moral matters are being just uh, glossed over. What's most significant about this is that although Obama did drop 20,000 bombs at least, I mean, that's just the number that sticks in my mind, but it's at least 20,000 bombs on Syria and Iraq in 2015, Trump's strike marks the first use of military force against the government of Syria. So what Obama tried to do is people say, well, if Obama hadn't... Uh, withdrawn we would not be in this position that is absolutely not true obama and kerry both lobbied very hard to launch tomahawk missiles into syria as a matter of fact i just posted on propagandareportdaily.com uh tons of evidence that i had at the time they obama made a formal request to congress to launch strikes against syria they didn't even bring it to a vote because it was so clear the american people did not want that to, so what Obama did instead, those bombs were under the auspices of this authorization to use force because he said it was against the terrorists. But this is expressly against a sovereign nation. So that's why you absolutely have to go to Congress for that. They, only Congress can declare war. And the president is not commander in chief 
unless he is called into actual service by Congress. So this all lays at in Congress's feet. Trump, even at the time back then, said Obama should go to Congress. Obama had said about Bush, he should go to Congress. So this is a constitutional matter. And it's also uh, a matter of sovereignty. The law of nations requires that we respect other people's sovereignty. So even if you, you recognize the UN's authority to address these matters uh, and said that they, that they do have the right to impinge on other people's sovereignty, in that case, you actually have to have an investigation. You have to have evidence. And in this particular case, uh, the, when Obama tried to get the Tomahawk missiles in response to a chemical weapons strike, that chemical weapons strike has since then been well established to be a rebel false flag that was designed by the rebels to get us to take action against Assad because that's what they wanted. I have, again, I posted evidence. I actually got evidence off of Fox News. I was watching Fox News and they showed the rebel hideout with the chemical weapons in it. They just accidentally played that footage, which I had recognized because I was following the international news on it. So check that stuff out if you don't believe it. But since then, even the UN found that it, the highest likelihood was that it was a rebel false flag designed to get the US to be involved. So if you're gonna make this strike, uh, um, under some kind of international humanitarian argument, you must make sure that you're not being tricked. So popping off like that, uh, not a great idea. That's another reason you want to go to Congress. You want to get the people. They are our agents. They are um, conducting military action in our name with our money. And we really need to uh, have a say. They need to be accountable to us. That's why Congress is required to approve these kind of actions. So uh, I want to want to open up the conversation. 800 WSB talk. Binkley, let's let's uh, read some tweets. I was absolutely inundated by tweets over the past few days at Monica Perez show. We can read them live as we go. But what have we accumulated so far? Gaksham tweets. If this is a just war, at the very least, present the facts along with irrefutable evidence. Yeah, I think that's important. So a just war, there are actually principles of just war. I think it was St. Augustine who first laid those out. And uh, it absolutely has to be by the illegitimate authority, which would be Congress. It has to be um, justified. And that requires, I mean, even if you think about a court of law, you have to justify it with some evidence. And pictures of horrors is actually considered prejudicial so you don't you don't like at the beginning of a trial you can't just show all these horrible horrible pictures and say see don't you want to punish the guy who did that because if that guy didn't do it you're you're actually using those motions to punish the wrong people and this uh campaign this propaganda campaign that we've seen this week has been uh, i i mean almost exclusively what um Binkley has taught me it's atrocity propaganda where and, and little babies getting hurt is like the most classic uh, example of atrocity propaganda. And that's what this is relied on. So we're going to get into all those nuances, what I think propaganda is at work, what legal principles at work, moral and and actually more. Uh, what I'm really interested in is if you were a Trump supporter, if you are a Trump supporter, how does this change? your view of trump does it do you think is this what you expected is this what you want are you giving him the benefit of the doubt or is your opinion changing on 
on him. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 65 and sunny outside the studio, a 9 on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about Trump shooting Tomahawk missiles into Syria aimed at the government of Syria. This marks a first strike ever of the U.S. against the government of Syria. It is um, an act of war. So (laughs) I know people aren't going to agree with me, so that's what we're going to do for the next uh, two and a half hours. We are going to, I guess, uh, argue about it. But I'm going to start the conversation with Dwight in Atlanta. Dwight, you are on with Monica. Uh, Thank you, Monica. Um, Via the blogs, I'm not sure which ones, I'm sure conservative-driven and uh, maybe the media reports, there was some uh, evidence that they were saying involved uh, surveillance of jets that they have proof of flying out of that airfield that was uh, bombed uh, into and dropping the chemical bombs in the areas uh, we're discussing, and then also a drone flying over 30 minutes later to locate the hospital where the victims were being treated, and uh, later a MiG flying over, dropping yet another bomb, maybe to suppress the evidence. Um, is that all of that information, are you saying, is that still not valid, not proven? or Well, who who is the source of the information? I, it was either Breitbart, Drudge, or one of the others. It was their own pictures? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I don't... I don't think anything's been released to any of the media showing right, so up here's the thing. surveillance. So we are I think what saying, you're saying is distrust the government first. Yeah, we're saying that the government who completely lied about the last chemical weapons attack in twenty thirteen, completely lied. If you don't know that, you need to do research. The false they, flag, right. Yeah, it was a rebel false flag. So if they 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 lied about it. So if what we're saying is our only evidence is the same government giving us this information, I, I can't take that as valid. And this is why it really matters that defense is for defense in a in a government like ours that is for the people and by the people, the sovereign citizen. Because a, a monarchy or dictatorship or an empire can make decisions about what to do in other countries. But we make the decisions about what's in our defense and what is not in our defense. And the number one way you know when something is in your defense or not is if people are coming across the border and you have to get your militias to push them back. So the the easiest way to tell that a, a, a military action is a just war, is defensive, is if there is an imminent physical threat to you, to your country, to your borders. And this thing in Syria isn't even, I mean, even when they say it's terrorism, that you got to stop terrorism from coming over here because of 9-11. Okay, that's one degree removed to say that Syria has something to do with that, the government of Syria. But we're not even saying that. We're saying that the government of Syria did something against its own people that I, for one, have no way of proving or disproving, and that's where we're taking action. As Taylor emailed me, it's like if Syria started bombing us after Waco. You know, we've got, if you got a problem with Waco, okay. But for Syria to start bombing you, I think you would probably retaliate and perhaps be justified in retaliating. 
This is uh, going to be a lively conversation. All the phones are lit up, but you can try anyway. 800 WSB Talk. Uh, and the easier way to get through to me would be to tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. It's a man A man Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. And we believe that respect for mutual sovereignty helps form the basis of trust and understanding. That was Donald Trump's victory speech, December 6th, 2016 in Fayetteville. And uh, to repeat his words, he said that respect for mutual sovereignty helps form the basis of trust and understanding. And sovereignty, respect for the sovereignty of other nations, I think a lot of people in this country argue for that. It's central to the immigration debate. And uh, it's an extension of the sovereign citizen that I think most traditional Americans recognize but it's also the foundation of the law of nations, which was laid down by Vattel, was the name of the guy, and it was the number one document on which our Constitution was based. When you hear the expression American exceptionalism, I think the regular people think it means the how extraordinary our unique experiment was in that we have sovereign citizenship here, that we recognize that the government is an extension of the people and not the other way around. And uh, American exceptionalism, if you dig into that, the way the power elite, the ruling elite use that, it means that America is an exception to this law of nations where we are not required to respect the sovereignty of other nations because we know better and we need to police the world. And that American exceptionalism is the basis for the argument that we have a right to bomb the government of Syria not in retaliation for a an act of aggression towards us, but an alleged act of aggression towards its own people. And my problem with that is, like the foreign policy or internal policy of many other countries, we don't live there. We don't know. It. We can't verify these facts. You can verify it when someone is crossing the border and you can get your gun and defend your borders. That's for sure. When it starts getting beyond that, you really need to make sure you can trust the facts and you can't accept the facts that your government tells you because that in itself is uh, it plays into the government being the control entity and us being the servants of the government. They need to explain it to us. They need to go to Congress and make their case. And even if your congressman would love to have more war, he has to answer to you, which is why Obama wanted to do this exact same thing. He knew he had to go to Congress, and Congress was going to say no because we rose up against it. So this striking Syria like this really violates a lot of fundamental laws and is extremely destabilizing so that instead of rewarding this kind of uh, respect for law and order in the world, we violate it. And that, as, as uh, the leading country in the world, it's, it's very destabilizing. And people will feel like they can't trust the rules, and they go rogue. And it really has destabilized uh, the Middle East especially. Our invasion of Iraq was unjustified, and Trump himself said that. And it destabilized the region in, in such a severe way that we're still experiencing it, and this will do the same thing. 
So uh, I know we're going <laughs> to talk about it. I've got a lot, a lot of calls. I'm going to knock off the calls real quick. We're going to do rapid fire. But first, uh, Binkley, my producer here, you have um, a tweet or two for me? I do. I have a tweet from Johnny Cook who says, I suspect that this is a Germans eating Belgian babies, Kuwait babies ripped out of incubators tactic. It works every time. Wow. That's a lot of, that's jam-packed. Uh, what he's talking about is this atrocity propaganda. So I, I noticed a parallel. Trump said repeatedly, like when he even announced these strikes, he said, uh, beautiful little babies. I can't, I couldn't stand watching beautiful little babies. Newt Gingrich on Fox said, uh, Trump loves children. Trump loves babies. That's what this is all about. <laughs> you know, we really didn't even make much sense. But it's such a classic tool of this atrocity propaganda. It's such a tool to get people to feel emotional and want to punish someone. And that is really the source of a lot of injustice in the world, that you can get people's emotions up and they forget to keep their, their principles as a touchstone, the uh, need for facts. Uh, they, they are not strict about that. And, uh, but the classic thing about the baby reminded me of uh, what was used to justify invading Iraq was a girl was crying to, I guess, was it the UN? You know that. It's it a was clip. a congressional testimony. Oh, was it in Congress? Yeah. Okay. So the girl was crying about Iraqi soldiers throwing babies on the ground, stealing their incubators and leaving the babies to die on the cold floor. There were other people who also testified. Well, it came out later through some good investigative journalism, I think out of Canada, maybe, Sad to say that we don't have our own so much anymore, but this was a long time ago, that it was actually the Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter who did it, and she had been coached by a PR firm, and they had, uh, that it was not true, that, there, that these atrocities had absolutely not happened, and that was used as an emotional, and it actually turned the tide of people's consent for the Iraq war, and that this, and, but before that, I remember last year, in a blog post you did, Binkley, on PropagandaReportDaily.com that it said uh, the picture you used was of a soldier with a, a bayonet through a baby and the baby was hanging off the bayonet. What was that a reference to? Was it that a German was a soldier? World War I reference and they would use those images and stories surrounding them to say that, jo that German soldiers were you know, impaling babies on their bayonets. Right, because the U.S. people did not want any part of that European no. war. And, and most of the bloodlines here of the rank and file were German, not English. So to enter the war on the side of England against Germany was a tough sell. But they did it through this maybe the greatest use of atrocity propaganda up until that point in this country. Right. And Bernays talks about how after the war, the American people were mad about how gullible they were. Yeah, you're talking about Edward Bernays, yeah. Sigmund Freud's nephew, who's the father of propaganda, basically. Right. Wrote the, actually, was he the one who actually wrote the book? Yeah, he wrote Propaganda, propaganda the Book. <laughs> propaganda the Book. So this, so I, I noticed I immediately got a bunch of tweets when this started happening. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I thought Trump was different, blah, 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 blah. I was listening to Fox News like over the next day or two and just this <clears throat> constant stream of this is great, he did a great thing, we look so strong, this is great, our military's great, Assad is bad. The whole time, I mean, so just nothing bombarding me constantly. And now I look at the calls and absolutely everybody thinks it's a great thing now. So I'm going to let you all have your, your say. If anybody out there thinks that maybe, you know, this isn't 
uh, the right thing to do. Give me a call. 800-WSB-TALK. Uh, I am going to Mike in Duluth. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Yes, I got two things, and the second one is even more important than the first one. The first one is I'm, I'm very supportive of Trump doing what he did. I, If it took that man to do something today and something else happened on the other side of the world, I would fully support him in doing it. I truly believe that he wants to do the right thing for America and the American people. So you have faith in Trump's motives? I do. Okay. What's your second now, the, point? The second thing, and this, this is supersedes everything about the missiles and so forth, the muckety-mucks that have you on the radio are doing the Atlanta people an injustice by having you on only one time a week. You should have your program Monday through Friday, two to three hours, because you talk in depth about all of the current subjects. The other people, they talk about it. They hit the peripheral type areas of it, but they can't go in depth. They take calls about it, but you, young lady, are in a category by yourself, and I truly, truly want for those people that can make a decision on you to give you a Monday through Friday, and if it means they got to bump somebody <laughs> before you, do it, because this lady can hold her own with anybody on politics. Mike, I am blown away because I know you don't agree with me. So <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome. And I actually really appreciate the back and forth, the exchange of ideas, and I respect that you like it too. And this is how you have a more robust, just, and lasting, if you can't have, uh, if there is any faith in government left, it's going to be because of people like us trying to get to the true answer and sticking to the principles and having some courage. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm going to Anthony in Snellville. Anthony, you're on with Monica. Uh, yes, good afternoon, ma'am. Um, I have to uh, support the uh, gentleman I just hung up. I am a Trump supporter. I've always been, always will. And I do applaud that he did take action. Uh, number two, I think going to Congress and the United Nations is a waste of time. And number three, I agree that you should have your show five, six, seven days a week. I'm blown away. Thank you, Anthony. But I got a question for you. Why, yes, um, why shouldn't he go to Congress? Because, um, well, Congress, man, if you remember, um, go back to Vietnam, they were involved in military stuff there and what happened there. I think um, Congress will be sitting around having committee hearings, committee hearings, committee hearings, and come to no definitive decision whatsoever. I think they're totally inept. But maybe, you know, because I have absolutely no faith in government, I tend to like it when it's paralyzed. I really think that less action, if they had taken no action, let me ask you this. If Bush had never invaded Iraq, who had nothing to do with 9-11, if he had never invaded Iraq, do you think that we would have had more or less trouble coming out of the Middle East? Well, uh, I would think uh, if he had not, I look at it from this perspective. If Obama would not have withdrawn our military, we would not have the situation we have today. But that's not what happened. What happened was Obama begged for permission from Congress, and Congress said no, it was not Obama. And then he dropped 20,000 bombs on Syria anyway. He just said it was against ISIS and not Assad. But yes, he but did not withdraw. That is a lie perpetrated by Fox News. Okay. Um, where can I go to find out? Oh, I just posted it on Propaganda Report Daily. There's like six links because I covered it extensively in 2013 when this happened the first time seriously like that is an absolute bald-faced lie that they perpetrate and it and it was they've been doing it for years to set us up 
for uh, the argument that doing nothing didn't work. But he did stuff (laughs) and it made it worse. And that's why we, we have a problem. Okay, well, I'll go to that. And I have one little uh, one question. Yeah. Will you ever do a program on Susan Rice? Oh, that's interesting. i got to cut to a break, so I'm going to hang up on you, Anthony, or put you on hold, but I will answer your question. I was wondering why Susan Rice popped back up in the news last week because I really felt like this entire Russia story was, I mean, this is where I believe that the deep state rises above parties, that Democrats and Republicans are kind of in it together uh, and at the very highest levels, that that this whole Russian interference in the election, Obama's weird last minute Russia sanctions, the back and forth with Nunez and then Rice was a magician's misdirection. That something big was coming, and this was it. This serious strike, I think, is absolutely uh, so much more significant than we're being told. And I think that Susan Rice's name, I, I don't like her at all. I believe she was responsible for the coup against Morsi in Egypt. I didn't like Morsi, but we had no business arranging a violent military coup. And I think she was responsible for that as her first act. You can go back and look that up. But uh, I feel like she was deliberately discredited in the public's mind immediately before this, uh, what I believe is another false flag chemical weapons attack, because she was the one, among other international observers, who verified that Assad no longer had chemical weapons. So for this story to hang together, they had to, in real time, discredit Susan Rice in the public's eye in such a short order that the new information about Susan Rice claiming that chemical weapons were destroyed in Syria would have no weight whatsoever. So I think that uh, her credibility, she, I, I don't think she's a good actor. I think she's a deep state actor, but I think that she's being scapegoated a little bit here or whatever used as part of a, of a larger public relations kind of psyop psychological operation. You can tell this show is going to go deep. 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750, or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 68 is the high today, 44 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Uh, I have time for one quick call. I am going to go... To another break, top of the hour. Sorry, I went a little long the last segment. But at the top of the hour, I am going to tell you what I really think is going on in Syria. I do not think what you see is what you get. There are uh, big geopolitical uh, forces at work that I'm going to give to you in a nutshell. But first, I'm going to give Derek his say. Derek, you're on with Monica. Hey, how are you doing today? Thanks for taking my call. So I completely agree with the statement you made in regards to destabilization just like what happened when we invaded Iraq. I did three deployments there, and gradually the region destabilized. Involvement from Iran, even involvement from Syria. And, you know, the, the, the decision that Trump made, I think it was a decision he had to make because had he not done anything and made a verbal statement, he'd have been wrong. Had he done nothing at all, he'd have been wrong. So, unfortunately, it's a darn if you do, why, darn if Why you would don't. he be wrong to do nothing? Well, unfortunately, because, like... We are in a position in the world where people, where countries expect us to respond, and they look at how we respond, and then make a decision of, oh well, they're they're weak, they're too meek. 
you know, if you so if you make a decision, but then there's another group that says you're wrong. Well, let me ask you this: From where does the U.S. government get its power? From the Constitution. And and the people, right? Correct. So, if I object to what he's doing and he's doing it in my name, what's my recourse? Unfortunately, nowadays you don't have a recourse, and I and I certainly don't agree that you know it was a, a good response on his behalf. Merely looking at the facts and, and you know where we are, you know, it's it's a. Unfortunately, there's no there's no right or good answer. Yeah, there's no recourse because these people do not go to Congress anymore. We, my podcast from 2013, when Obama wanted to do exactly what Trump is doing, and Congress shut him down. I, my podcast was titled "The First Victory of the Resistance." Now, the resistance, that expression has been co-opted by the left, but I was a constitutionalist. I was defending the Constitution, and we told our congressmen we wanted them to do that, too, and they did, and they stopped this. I want recourse. I've got great stuff coming up. Give me a call or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.